Episode 56 of the Florida Trail Runners Podcast. And this time, we've got two Floridians who traveled north to Pennsylvania for the Pine Creek Challenge. This is a 100-miler near Wellsboro, PA, and this section of the Pine Creek that they run next to is listed as a national natural landmark. So hey, we've got Andy Kroom Matthews, Mr. Andy Man, back on again, and We've got Ty Aronson on the chat. This this is the race that ended the little DNF hot streak for Andy. And it was awesome to hear what went into it for him to get to that finish line. And I know for myself, while he was out there, I was dying for updates. Now, as for Ty Aronson, well, he went home with the DNF. Now, he's finished races like the Keys 100 and the legendary Tunnel Hill 100. But hey, everyone has their day. And it's always cool what we can learn through all of our DNFs and experiences. I'll be seeing him and, of course, Andy and probably everyone who listens to this podcast at this year's Long Haul 100. So, you know, I'm always stoked for that race. But hey, let's kick it off with the stories from the Pine Creek Challenge. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) We got Andy Man. You got me, you lucky devils. All right. Joe got him some turkeys. That's not a normal thing. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) (laughs) how you keep them from flying away? Well, the chickens have their own coop and run. The ducks and the silkies, they got their own coop and run. And then the turkeys have their own even bigger coop and run. Wow. <laughs> All right. There you go. But yeah, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. But yeah, hey, how are you guys feeling? Oh, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. Good, brother. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Yeah? Yeah, man. I came out of that 100 miler, no problem. Then I did something nobody should do. I sneezed, and that sneezed through my back. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I've been having to to medicate since then, and uh, it's been it's been kind of funny. But yeah, hundred miles, no problem. Was doing fine, and then I driving home from work on thursday last week i let a big sneeze and i'm like oh oh man there's some there's some irony in that. I know there is. There is. That's when you really find out uh, how much your family loves you because it hurts if I cough, if I sneeze, or if I laugh. And I never really thought Amy was all that humorous. Man, she, <laughs> she found it in her to make me laugh. And I'm like, honey, don't. It hurts. And now everything she, she all of a sudden, she's, uh, she's uh, Kevin Hart, you know? <laughs> I'm just laughing. Oh, <laughs> I hear you. But other than that, I mean, I came out of the race, you know, a couple of blisters, but I popped those and no problem. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hey, you know, I guess we could kick it off with, I know a lot of people know you, Andy, but 
I guess we could kick it off with, you know, a little bit about ourselves and, you know, your running background. All right, we're going to make Ty go first, right? All right, I'll go. My name's Ty Aronson. I live in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Sunrise, Florida. I've been running for about seven years, uh, doing ultras for about, I don't know, three, four years. I get my back at three years. Yeah, it's uh, got two 100-mile finishes under my belt, one DNF, and uh, absolutely, uh, I love the sport, love the community, and learning every day, man. Every time I I go out for a run, everything I do, I'm always learning, and Andy can attest, I ask a whole lot of questions, (laughs) so uh, I'm I'm just trying trying to be the best version of myself, so that's me. Yeah, what were those 200-milers? First one was Tunnel Hill in Illinois. Uh, that, That was awesome. It was my first one and uh pretty pretty really really good experience out there and the second uh was keys 100 nice yeah all right and you're doing great you're doing great i mean i really i don't know how many miles we ran together maybe you know back and forth on and off for about 40 miles i guess really enjoyed running with you and seem to have a a good plan and we're, we're working it well and i would like to um to do one faster well, I'm signed up for uh, Hungry Land, but that's in April. I'm going to do another one before April. I know myself. I know I am. I don't know if you guys know Eric Friedman, but what a yeah, what, what a gem of a human being. Skydive, um, and I did the 50 miler, but that depends on uh, the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. If they're in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, and particularly it's a home game, I'm not leaving this area because I'm going to that game because I got yeah. to see Ty's buddy uh, Tom Brady play. Ty and, uh, <laughs> Ty and Tom Brady went to school together at University of Michigan. Yeah, Ty, what's yeah. the history here with you and Tom Brady? <laughs> well, let me just say this. If, uh, if, if I knew what he, what he was going to become now, 20-something years ago, I probably would have worked a little harder to be a good friend of his. <laughs> uh, as, as it as it currently stands, um, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I spent a year. Uh, he was he was the quarterback at the time. He was battling with Drew Henson, um, and essentially, I was assigned to the quarterbacks. And all I basically did is made sure they had balls ready to go. They had towels, and when the ball went errant, I went and got it. And all right. The the deal I made when I became a student manager is is that. I, I knew I wanted to be a football coach. I knew that was my, my goal in life. And I, the, what I asked Brady Hoke, who was in charge of the student managers at the time, I said, Coach, I said, believe it or not, I want to be a football coach. My goal. I said, I'll come here and give you everything I got, but all I ask is that you let me sit in some meetings so I can learn. And he goes, Coach, you can sit in whatever meeting you want to. I tie. And uh, I said, sure, cool. So I got to sit in all these meetings and learn football. And I got to learn it you know, at the University of Michigan and got to see all these great things. And lo and behold, I got to watch Tom Brady play football for a year up close and personal. And uh, I, I got nothing but the great things to say about the guy. He, he is exactly what you see. He is one of the hardest working human beings I've ever seen in my life. Awesome. Awesome. Literally the, the first at Michigan, I can't speak for him now. I haven't seen a guy in 20 plus years, but literally he's the first guy on the field. Last guy off. He'll run with the lineman. He's not the fastest guy in the world by any means, but uh, he's, he's just, he's super intelligent. He, he understands where everybody is at all times. It's, it's almost like he's got eyes in the back of his head and, it was a great experience. He, 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 you know, he was nothing but respectful to all of us. And 
um, it was cool. It was. That's because you're not a Microsoft Surface tablet. That's true. <laughs> if you were a Microsoft Surface tablet, he'd throw you all over the place. <laughs> well, he, he he would he would have had a hard time messing with me because I was about 265 pounds at that time. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, I was a big I was a biggin. So he he would have had a hard time, you know, doing any of that with me. But he uh, he's definitely uh, he's he's a very focused individual, man. He, he he was in college too, and of course he didn't have the notoriety that he does now but no, uh of course not i mean no. but his his work ethic is is it's second to none oh yeah so you, know, you were like the aid station for the football ultra pretty much it, it was pretty much <laughs> like the ball the ball goes errant and, and then you see 265 pounds going to run after it i i, I really wow. wasn't a big deal i was there to learn football I, I, that's what i was there and when did you turn down uh, I dropped my weight in between the years of 2006 and 2008. Okay. I, I got, I got up to as big as 305 pounds. Holy moly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not that now. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's- no, uh, I'm, de- I'm definitely not. I'm not, I'm not that big anymore. I'm a, I'm a little guy now. I'm mm. 168 <laughs> soaking wet. So, wow. yeah. Wow. Now you're, you're ready to be the kicker. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm pretty much the holder now. I, I can't be an <laughs> offensive lineman like I once was because I got no weight to throw around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this was, I don't know, somewhere in the 40s for 100 milers for me. First 100 miler in 2001. Last one was last was Saturday, the, the 10th of September. And my first one at age 61. Um, so, you know, I've slowed down a lot, but uh, I'm happy to say I can usually still get from point A to point B, provided point B is no more than 102.4 miles away. Which I, think, I think that's how far the the race was at uh, Pine Creek Challenge two hundred hundred and hundred and two point four miles, and there was no reason for that. Uh, nope, the, none they, at all. Yeah, they, the guy had a turnaround, and there was an aid station at turnaround, but then he put the the turnaround a half a mile past that aid station, and we and we did two out and backs, so that added two miles, you know, because you'd go out a half a mile and come back. That's a mile, and you do it twice. So the race was one hundred and two point four. You know, with two absolutely useless miles in there, but it, it was fine. You know, it was what it was. And I asked, I kept asking, hey, is there a timing mat? And no one would answer. I'm like, is there any somebody down there taking names? And no one would answer. So I'm like, well, I better run to the end, too, because I'll tell you what, they're just going to make me do a pointless out and back. There's not a timing r- mat. I'll, I'll turn around. I'll, <laughs> 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 but I had to see for myself. And then when I got to it the second time, I'm like, you know what? This be just like them to stick somebody out there the second time, even though there wasn't someone out there the first. Uh, I don't think anybody's checking though, because I didn't uh, threaten any course records. <laughs> Not even <laughs> yeah. for old cats. I was the third sixty-plus guy. Yeah, you did a great job out there, man. Mostly, I just wanted to finish, and probably my most successful race of staying within myself. Finishing 27 hours and 28 minutes, I wanted to do 26 hours, but mostly I just wanted to finish and finish feeling good, and I did. And then I sneezed, and now I'm not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Andy, one of the things that I was super excited to follow along by messaging Amy, you have a streak of DNS, and this is the race that finally 
ended the oh, streak shit. of DNS. <laughs> yes. This is the one that it ended it, baby. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, yeah, the, the streak of DNFs, um, keys hot as AF. It was just hot. I was, um, I was also less than a month removed from my bout with COVID and I should have never even started that race because I'd spent 14 days in bed and 10 days in April where I didn't eat a bite of solid food. And yet Mm. I still tried to come back to the keys after being really out of commission all of April tried to come back and uh and you know do the keys and i figured well you know i lost a bunch of weight but i you know i lost weight because i wasn't able to eat <laughs> <laughs> so i had no power and and so we were just i mean it's so much keys is such a great adventure you know it's such a great race um that i had to give it a try but i knew my chances for finishing weren't good and then that really carried over into um into lake to ocean as well i just I didn't have any power i mean of course, because I was, you know, in bed for two weeks and sick for a month. So, you know, but still, uh, the streak built up. And then there was even the Miami 50-50, which Ty did. He successfully uh, completed that. And that was another heat issue where I just um, was re- more recovered, but I got behind on hydration and never caught up. And that was not an issue at Pine Creek Challenge, obviously, because the high was probably 75 and... Um, you know the lows in the in the 50s so never was you know hydration was never an issue so you know and and uh, but still that didn't mean it wasn't hard because it was the it's 100 miles i think is always hard and from my experience um uh, being 61 years old <laughs> it it's uh, that makes it hard too so um yeah i was happy so happy to get that streak of dnfs and uh, you know, it's funny cause Amy was like, well, you never, uh, you, you, you were stayed positive. You never complained. And I'm like, I never complained to you, because <laughs> 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 but I certainly complained to myself and I certainly thought to myself, you know, since I just turned 61, cause my birthday was a, just one week before that. I was like, yeah, if I do a hundred K that's 61 miles, that's a mile a year. That's pretty darn good. But, um, Amy wasn't having any of that. I, I didn't even. I didn't even try. I didn't even try. <laughs> I just looked at her. She's like, "You dragged me out here in the middle of Pennsylvania. We're finishing this thing," and we did. And I earned my chicken wings, my beer, and my shot of Maker's Mark. So <laughs> I earned them. Yeah, because I remember um, when Amy said you finished. I was literally looking at my phone and I was like, "Whoa! All right, let's freaking go." <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know if I'll ever do sub 24 again, but I, I would like to, um, to do one faster. Uh, that was, like I said, 27, 28. I, I'd definitely like to be under 26 in, in the next one I do, which I, I don't know what it'll be. Um, yeah, so one thing with this Pine Creek Challenge, it's not in Florida. It's in Pennsylvania. How on earth did you find this race? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you find it, Ty? Um my uh former coach recommended it to me which oh, okay. uh which had a little something probably to do with some of it um uh, and and i think that that comes you know that comes back a little bit for me you know back to the the personal investment into it right when you when mm-hmm. you find it yourself you know you can listen to other people but when you find it yourself and you've done the research on it and you've you know you found out about the rd and you blah 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 uh uh-huh. 
you know, when, when you've done all that, you, you have the opportunity to, to get a little bit emotionally invested into it. Right. And it makes it a little bit more difficult to pull, you know, Oh, oh I'm just, I'm good. I'm done. You know, it's, that, that's my state. That's how I found out about the race. I had no idea uh, anything about it um, or, or Wellsboro for that matter um, until it was mentioned to me by someone else. Yeah. I just searched an ultra sign up uh, looking for something in the fall that was um you know flat ish um i love rolling hills i didn't want a mountain race i used to love mountain races when i was young like you guys and i and you know maybe with something that has a very generous time cut off if i could really train i want to maybe do another mountain race but that was not the case i was looking for something um in the fall where it wouldn't be terribly hot that was um, a good surface um, and that one it checked all the boxes i am um, you know this race this pine creek challenge um i because of my dnf streak i was really doing a great job of training um i was at three or four every morning i was out doing somewhere between five and ten miles every morning between three and four in the morning and then some overnight runs with with like bernadette and mike ryan and happy harry greg a couple of overnight runs but then a freaking month before the race i got transferred from my cozy job of working at home uh back into the classroom Uh, after covid they're just screaming for teachers in the classroom and um you know uh not my choice they made me go back in the classroom and so um i that that there ended my my three and four in the morning uh runs and and i didn't run much at all for the a month leading up now at that point you should already be in shape and and i was but still just for the confidence of you know getting out there every morning and uh and just i've had some massive health hit in the last few months somehow somewhere along the line i don't know i've just had some massive health issues um but not to my legs (laughs) so anyway turns out that month off probably did hurt my speed but um i had a good enough base in there where i could keep going so I guess uh, somehow I got to figure out how to, to get ready for work and still um, do my morning exercise. Because when I get home, forget about it. You know, I'm, a, <laughs> I, I'm just, that's it. I put so much into before work and then during the workday. When I get home, I'm done. And I know that about myself. I don't want to run. I don't, I don't want to do much. Cook a little dinner. That's about it. So got to, you know, there's always challenges. Like Ty said, there's always challenges. And um, I don't know, you know, that was, that was a, a big mental challenge. But fortunately, I had done the physical stuff. And when I started getting a little iffy, I backed off. And so I didn't have to get too tough. That was just like, I was smart on that race instead of tough. Sometimes I'm tough. Sometimes I'm neither tough nor smart. And uh, those are DNFs. Generally, if I have one or the other, tough or smart, then then I'll finish. And uh, and I definitely was smart. I never got out of breath in that in that race. So anyway, that way. And I looked at uh, on some YouTube videos, and people seemed to be having a good time and and all that. And I knew it was going to be a pretty course at uh, Grand Canyon of the East. It goes uh it goes uh, a lot of it 
right into what they call the Grand Canyon of the East. It's uh, it's pretty, and there's a the Pine Creek runs right alongside it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's nice and like I said, good footing, and that's that's how I found that. And I would definitely recommend it, but just know what you're getting into. It's a good distance between aid stations. Yeah. You don't see your crew that often. It might even be a good one to go to um, without a crew. Uh, yeah, there was what 16 mile stretch. Yeah, uh, where you don't see your crew, and then you see them, and then you go again 16 miles again right after that without seeing. I've gotten where I really, I used to go and do a hundred mile or just go by myself and just rely on the aid stations and put drop bags together. And a lot of times that's, um, that's a good way to do it because you're, the weekend should be, if you're going to seriously take it on the challenge of running a hundred miles, it doesn't help if you're having to worry about your crew when they're they having a good time and I hope they're not tired. I hope they're getting some rest yeah. and all that. If you're by yourself, obviously you don't have to do that. You can, you know, you can just be as selfish as you need to be. Um, mm. So that's uh, something now I've gotten these days where I really rely on Amy. Um, I think she, she likes being there enough and she just, she's got it so good at it um, where she, you know, we kind of have a checklist that we go through, and um, she she's a veteran crewing. She knows where to park. She knows pretty much if it's a you know a half mile walk, which it can be. Gosh, you go somewhere like Western State, you might have a mile and a half walk to after you park to to get to the crew spot. Uh, you know, she knows what to bring and and what probably can be left at the car. And um, like Pine Creek, there was not any cell service, so it's not like I could nope. text her and say, "Hey, you know, bring some some Starbucks double shots and some lube." Certain things she knows <laughs> that I'm always going to need, you know, like ibuprofen is not very heavy, or you know, some type of medicine. Uh, we've gone more to the the different alternate medicines lately. I did that entire race without any ibuprofen at all. Um, which was nice anyway so that you know i've really come to rely on her very much um and and it, it does make it more valuable but um i think early on and and it's sometimes it's really good to go do it by totally by yourself so you only have to think about yourself and and uh you know you kind of learn to do without things too just a, another little tidbit from <laughs> from the uh wise old sage uh two two out of three of those are probably true <laughs> <laughs> certainly the old is true i don't know what you what, what do you what do you think of the course ty yeah tell me about this course i want to hear what it's like out there i think for a florida race we kind of know what terrains florida has to offer and what we race down here but like you also mentioned some mountains you mentioned the pine creek obviously the namesake for the pine creek challenge what's it like out there um deceptive you know uh you know you know i it's you know we always talk about you know coming i come from a coaching background uh different sport uh by a long shot and uh so much of what you do in sports is between the ears uh there's no doubt and this and this is no different right i mean it's uh it's it's no different And, and i'm still sitting around wondering you know what it was and you know i definitely had a um you know, a lot of personal things going on, not in a bad sense, but just work things. Uh-huh, My mind sure. was elsewhere. And, you know, when you get up in, when you get up into a hundred mile race, I've learned, man, you just, you just want to be as, as buckled up as you possibly can. You know, you want everything tight, you know, all your, your personal Absolutely. affairs, 
you know, you just want to be able to have that's that's what I learned from that. And um, I, I thought the course was it was incredibly beautiful. I mean, it, it was it, it beautiful. Just, I, I, you know, I, Andy and I were talking about this when we were running, and, and I was just like, man, like, you know, it, this is just unbelievable how beautiful this is. We had we had smoke coming up off the off the mountains, and it was like it just something out of a movie. I mean, you just really couldn't. But the back half of that course had a little bit more of a uh, a grade on it than I sure. definitely anticipated. Uh, it definitely threw me off. I certainly wasn't prepared for that heat and stuff like that. Definitely wasn't an issue coming from South Florida. Yeah. Um, but definitely the hill part of it um, definitely threw me off. Uh, I, I could have pushed through. There's no doubt about it. You know, it's I just I chose not to. So, um, but definitely beautiful. And and I I would say this just to, to piggyback off what Andy was saying. It was awesome to share some miles with Andy. I I you know I'm not saying because he's sitting here. I, I told Kelly this. My fiance, my crew chief. You know, Andy. Andy's done so many of these, and for a guy like me, you know, who's just trying to learn, you know, to run some miles with him and, and, and pick his brain and, and get some ideas and and just get anything, you know, from a philosophy standpoint that I could carry and make myself into a better runner, better person. That's what I was trying to do, and and we were just doing it in the midst of conversation. And when you get you got somebody like that, we, you know, I just didn't think there was any lull in our conversation, and it definitely made for a better time for me. Uh, so, but yeah, that's, that's my take on the course. Yeah, it was very pretty and it was, a you know, it, it rails the trails. You think of flat and it wasn't flat, but I, I really, you know, I, I like a little bit of, you know, I love rolling hills and this was more of like really long, slight uphill or slight downhill, but, um, it was a it was a good course even though it rained for like 10 hours there really wasn't any mud on the course or anything so it's kind of a hidden gem it's in wellsboro pennsylvania the toughest challenge is getting there the closest airport's two hours away (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's going to involve renting a car Found yeah, a couple of nice little restaurants too, didn't we, Ty? Absolutely. I, yeah. I, uh, my my crew chief, um, who who some of the ultra runners know, Kelly. I see her out there with me all the time. Yeah, you know, I was lucky. You know, we were lucky. You know, Andy saw that I was in town. He's like, "Hey, let's go have dinner," and he invited us out. Found a good restaurant and got to have a good conversation, and uh, it was great. But it's uh, it's kind of nice. Uh, the aid stations are a little. Um, farther apart than we're than we're used to around here then again if it's not 100 degrees you can get by with you know two water bottles on nine miles so and the people are very friendly it's it's a good atmosphere it's kind of like i said a hidden gym pretty fast course so would recommend that and it's funny i mean uh it does me so well to to run with people like ty because i have to uh I don't know, dig back into to some of my older wisdom that I forget about, you know. Um, one thing I was telling him is, you know, later in the race, instead of doing uh, your your time intervals, which are pretty popular and for good reason, uh, I think Ty was doing a, a run eight minutes and walk two for most of it. And I was doing that with him. And, and I like that, uh, you know, where you're, you're choosing when you're going to walk instead of just running until you have to walk. But I was saying, you know, later on, it's going to be not eight minutes, but running to, you know, that tree up there, maybe in a 200 yards ahead or even 50 yards ahead. And um, I started doing that pretty early in there because I just, 
you know, I wasn't feeling great, but I was, you know, I wanted to, I really wanted to finish. And so I did a lot of running to that tree and I would do, and, I, and it really worked well. And, and it was amazing. I was amazed at how fast the, the miles went by, even though time-wise, I suppose I was, I was averaging 15, 16 minute miles, but they seemed to go by so much faster. You know, somehow day turned into night, turned into day again, and I was still going. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, uh, I just that, uh, I was telling the guy Casey that I was running with from, from New Orleans that he's run long haul. <laughs> also Casey, I don't remember Casey's last name, but, uh, you know, we were 97 miles in and, um, we were, and we're running. I looked over at him. I said, can you believe this or 97 miles in and we're both, and we're running and we were running, you know, pain-free. I find that anymore, I'm walking a lot because I'm. I just want to walk. I mean, it's not because I, I'm in pain or anything. I just. I know my friend Andrew Barrett would would say I need to to harden up, but I don't care so much about being the first guy or the tenth guy to finish or finishing in under 24. I definitely want to finish in the time allotted. But now, like when I was early on with Ty. And the 12-minute miles were just feeling a little bit fast. That's where I just backed off and said, you know, I'm going to slow down. And just. Uh, and then I got with these guys, and we walked eight and a half miles, which it was, um, I mean, we were power walk. We were walking 17-minute miles, which is a good, it's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, a Bernadette walking pace is not, but but it's uh, but it's not a bad walking pace. I mean, you don't walk 17 minute miles by accident. If you're mm -hmm. just walking, you're going to walk 20, 21 minute miles. So we were walk power walking 17 minute miles, and um, you know I kind of wanted to run, but I was enjoying their company, and I was like, this is only going to help me later, and it and it did because like I said I was definitely running at will for the last. 40 miles of the of the race instead of being you know in that death march that we've all been in if you've done any racing over 10 miles most of us have been in a situation where we have a death march but that never happened and i think a part of that is because of those eight and a half miles that that i power walked with us with those other dudes kind of remember it's a long race you can um you can end it early by running too fast, but you you know you can't you can't finish you can't finish until the mileage is done and and you know preparing to do that mileage you have to stay within yourself and that's what definitely what I did. But yeah, so I guess jumping right into this course, I know you you passed by the first aid station at as a path as a as path whatever it's called and then you go to wellsboro then you go back and then around mile 16 and a half you have that that darling run aid station uh-huh uh -huh. how did those first 16-ish miles go yeah I, I mean you know i think for me i mean the morning was you know kind of almost what you would expect uh in that part of the country uh you know you know i would say severely overcast uh you know a little misty little cloud coming off the ground smoke whatever you want to call that um felt really good and you know then the sun came out and and i think for me you know i i, I got a little bit behind on 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 water and hydration just because of of the space of uh not being able to see the crew etc 
Um, so I, 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 that's, that's on me, lack of preparation, we can call it. Uh, but, I mean, we were moving well. I mean, Andy and I were doing quite fine. I, 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 I think the one thing, I think, you know, none of us have said it, but I'll just say it, I, that I, I, I did not, was the 25 miles of just kind of, not straight uphill, but it was like a 1%, 2% kind of yeah. just, you know, up, whatever you want to call it. And I'm with Andy. I, I didn't really see the need for the turnaround, but – I went and did it just like everybody else. I mean, you know, it's 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 part of the course, and and we're going to run it, and and that's what we do as as runners. We're, we, you know, you put a course out there, we're going to go run it. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. That's right. And yeah. and uh, <clears throat> you know, I I think for me, it's um, it it it, it I I really started to feel um, being behind on things a little bit. Uh, coming back down off of that when we were going back into, I guess, the valley or whatever you'd want to call it. Um, I got a little bit behind there, and then I had to use the bathroom. And uh, but, but I mean, listen, it it it's it, it was not that difficult of the course. You could have pushed through one hundred percent. Weather would have been fine. I love rain, so rain would have been fine. Um, just wasn't it my day. So. But uh, great, yeah, beautiful course. I mean, anybody who, if you want to go see a beautiful part of the country and you want to see, you know, great people all the way around, uh, it's it's a great place to go. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> um, just I mean, I was really enjoying uh, Ty's company there, and you were among. I ran with six different people that were all of them under age forty five, and. Only one of those guys ended up finishing a dude from um, from New Orleans, and um, you know I don't I usually I don't have a an interval plan, but I was happy to embrace it and give that a shot. So you know we'd just be running and talking and go you know 15 seconds, and I knew that meant I got to walk in 15 seconds, and um, so you know those first 16 went uh, pretty pretty quick pretty smoothly we saw our crew at about eight miles um and i got a coffee drink and that was nice little wake me up i don't know it was uh pretty pretty smooth pretty wasn't thinking about much just enjoying enjoying the the morning for myself anyway that's first 16 piece of cake got to see the crew twice in there so you have that 16 and a half darling run and then you're heading out to I don't even know how to say these aid stations. <laughs> I don't like, know what it was. I, go, I, 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 I don't even know what it was called. The, the turnaround. <laughs> I was calling it Paddington Bear. I know that wasn't right, <laughs> but I didn't care. I was, All right, Odie, I'll see you at Paddington Bear. She's like, what? I'm like, 16 miles. I'll see you in 16 miles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you, you eventually go to the Blackwell aid station. That's it, that, Blackwell. And that's Blackwell, what I was calling yep. Paddington, yeah. Yeah. And then it's back to that Ty Ty Dotton, uh -huh, uh -huh, something yeah. like that. And now, oh yeah, back. the one no one could pronounce. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're back at Darling Run again for yes. 49 miles. Right. In theory, almost halfway there. Right. How are you feeling at this point? I was feeling good because that was right after when I left that Blackwell. Um, I that's where I power walked with those guys for eight and a half miles. And then when we got to that Ticonderonda or whatever that one was called, <laughs> uh, eight and a half miles later, I, I wanted to run. So I left those guys um, to, to run. Now, you know, they they would all pass me again, going back to Darling, Darlington run. Um, but um, but because of that, you know, eight and a half mile walk, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I was looking forward to running. 
And also I was over my 40 mile mental barrier because that's always, you know, once I'm past 40 miles, then I'm close to 50. And after 50, I, the belt buckle pulls me that last half generally. And, you know, the, the desire to get that. So um, that walk really helped me. And, and that's something I might try again is, uh, you know, if I had been on my own devices, I wouldn't have, have walked every step of that. I would not. I would have done more running. And I, and I do think that, uh, you know, I probably would have finished an hour fast, but it's not a bad thing to think that, man, I could have done better. I could have done faster. That's a lot better feeling than, damn, I went out too fast. And because of that, I DNF'd. So, you know, it wasn't the, the best time I could have had, but man, physically, like I said, I, I really, I felt good after the race. I still feel good except for, you know, uh, except for that doggone sneeze that has about put me in a wheelchair. <laughs> so don't ever sneeze. I don't, whatever you can do after age 60, do not sneeze or laugh. But here's the thing, almost half the field didn't finish and I, and I was one of the ones that did. So yeah, he, he's yeah. not lying. I, yeah. you know, for, it's a really good point. And he, you know, Kelly and I, I went back and looked at the DNFs and, you know, looking back and, Learn it, you know, try to learn from, from every aspect of, you know, the course, the race, what went into it, leading up to it, what to do right, what to do wrong. And 39 finishers, 34 DNFs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, for, for that course, I mean, you know, that's that's very surprising. I mean, there were, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Long haul doesn't have a great finish rate either. We're We're generally around 60%. And. A lot of that is because people, oh, it's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be flat and fast and they, and they might bite off more than they can chew and get out of their plan because they feel so good those first few loops. And my, my thing is that always run, save something so, and you can treat yourself to running harder later. You know, I, I mm -hmm. just always be reserving, keeping something in reserve. And then now if you're trying to win the race, that's going to be different. But if you just want to, to finish and finish strong, I, I, you know, save something, save something, and then reward yourself by, by letting the throttle out and, and running hard in the second half of the race. And, and a lot of people, you know, they, they feel good. So they, so they start running, running really fast. And, and I would say that, um, that's part of the, the, the race is to, make sure to temper that enthusiasm and to, to keep a governor on it for, you know, a good long while. It's just to me so the, the hardest part is between miles 20 and 40 because you're nowhere into the race yet. Um, and you're just, if you think about it, you just have so long to go. So that's where you, it's important to, to find somebody to talk to and just get through those miles. And gosh, this race and to, to me, everything after mile 50 was just like, was not bad at all. But that was just, just one of those, you know, you had a, a day that wasn't a great day. And I had a, I had a day that was a great day. And yep. uh, fortunately, I was able to stick around, hang in there long enough to realize that because, uh, you know, between 20 and 40, like I do every race, I didn't want to be there. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to start my, my celebrating early and anyway. <laughs> I can celebrate now. It's over. So yeah, I felt really good hitting uh, that darling run again at, at mile 45. I was right at 49 rather. I was right at 12 hours there. And so my math, and it never works out. The math doesn't, but my math was all right, 12 hours 
to mile 50. So if I do 14 in the second half, that's 26. And um, I really feel like, you know, that was definitely possible. And I just had a couple of uh, late in the race. I had two really long aid station where I was at the aid station for 20 plus minutes just because I had to get, um, had to change shoes and socks. And as much as I hate burning, those are the only two times I sat down the entire time uh, was the shoe and sock change. But, you know, that probably, if I hadn't done that, who knows, I probably don't finish because those, uh, those two big blisters I had could have been, you know, that could have been, uh, you know, painful, terrible blisters instead of just mild annoyances. So I felt good and I definitely feel like I could have gone faster. Which is a good, that's like I said, that's a good, that's a good feeling to have. Did you know, Ty, at 49 there, did you know that it was getting iffy for you or did you still feel like, all right, I got this? Um, yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, when I was coming up, I, I, I think it was just, yeah, I felt like it was getting kind of iffy. After we left the, uh, the, the last time where I could see Kelly. And yep. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, it was starting to get iffy. And it was like another four miles over there. And then I asked uh -huh. how far to the next one. And, and looking back at it, my mistake was, and, and it just rookie, you know, whatever you want to call it. I should have just gotten to Kelly, which right. is where I yeah. saw you. I should have gone yeah, on. You, she just, yeah. she would have said, you know what? You're okay. You're good. Yeah. You know what? You're doing fine. And I, and I, and I, I got fixated on a couple of things and, and it just, it, it had, I, I just should have pushed on is what I should have done, but I just did, I didn't want it. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't know any other way. That, you I got it. No, I, that, I get it, it, man. You know, you you either and this this is what I love about ultra marathon, ultra running. Okay, you either do it or you don't. That's yeah. it. Like, the, the, oh, yeah. the, 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 that's that, the, and everything else in between that. But you either do it or you don't. And that day I didn't do it. You know, and so, but that, but. That, you know, you have to live with it. It's, it's, you know, you said it best to me, you know, you texted me and, and you're like, Hey Ty, it's, it's just running. You, you, you'll be all right. Yeah, you know? And, yeah. and, you know, you were making some jokes and we were, we were talking about long haul and you're like, don't stop. We'll, we'll stop you when it's over. And believe me, I, I intend to push that. And, and you know, I, I just, I think for me, when I look back at it and, you know, the dust is settled and I'm ready to get back on the horse and, and focus on, you know, what I got coming up the back half of this year, when I look back at it, you know, it, it was between the years for me. It wasn't the physical. Right. I was I was ready physically. I mean, I was slowing down, but I was ready right. physically to, to complete the distance. It just mentally, it just wasn't there. It just it just wasn't. And, and what I need to do is learn the next time if that happens, and I'm sure it will in ultra running, is that I got to learn just keep going because, again, the tough times aren't going to stay. It's true. You know, they're, they're, you just keep moving, and you'll come out of the darkness and come into the light. And 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 that's and that's what I didn't do. And call that rookie, call it whatever you want, but uh, it was definitely a lesson learned. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got forty-seven miles. If you think about, I got forty-seven miles left. That is, you know, twelve hours. But you know, you can't. If you think about it that way, that that makes it really tough. And you got to somehow, some way, think about just getting, just putting a, a goal for the the next mile, and and seriously running to the end of a fence or to to that shadow. I'm going to run till till that to that shadow up there, something, and uh, just keep repeating that over and over again. And and 
the miles will start to dissolve. But man, if you think of it as I got 47 miles left, that can that can just that can do you in. That can do you in because having dinner with Kelly and going back to a hotel room, and this is for you. I mean, if I go back to a hotel room with Kelly, you're beating my ass and Amy's divorcing me. So that's not <laughs> but, but for you. I mean, going to dinner and going to the hotel room with Kelly is a lot more fun than running forty seven miles. Because that's you know, you think if you think about twelve, thirteen hours, could be longer, that's daunting. But the miles will dissolve and like you said, uh, you get to that thing where you look at the guy next to you and you're running at mile ninety seven, you go ninety seven miles in and we're running. That's a good feeling. That was worth the trip. That was worth the trip to to be able to look over and go, man, ninety and, and then knowing that uh, this guy who I man, I made up two miles on him to catch him after uh, uh, with sixteen left. I'm, I made up two miles on him because you know it was an out and back. I could see where he was, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to run it in." And I said, "You know, you go for it. I'm going to. I might walk every step of the way." Because at that point, you know, obviously I know I'm going to finish. I know that um, I'm going to be over 27 hours. But, you know, regardless of what I do, under 28. So there was no reason to to really run hard. But then I start thinking, well, you know what? I could be under 27, 30. So, so I did run, mostly run it in to finish in 27, 28. But you, you got to gotta make up your goals as you go. Mm, that, good point. Yeah, that's that a good whole one. flipping, uh, you know, when I, that's what happens to me before mile 40. I think about how long, how many miles, how many hours left. And there's, there's better things to be doing. But, you know, like I said, man, you can look and you're running at 97, 98, 99 miles. That's pretty cool. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. on the face of the earth can say that they've had that feeling. So, you know. We're all gonna all gonna have that feeling again soon. All three of them. But but you, but, but I want to. I just want to piggyback off of what you just said there too, Andy, because you, you said a lot of really good things. But you know, I, again, you know, going back to it, it, it's just it's a for me for for this athlete, it, it's about focus, right? Right. And you know, it, it, it's about you know controlling what's going on in your head, and and, and that's it. I just I just think that's so much about sports and, and, and I having coached kids for so long, I, I could tell when and being around my athletes, I could tell when a guy was 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 all in or not. Uh-huh. And, and 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 Kelly and I talked about it and she even said she goes, you, you just didn't seem like yourself for this one. Like when when I lined up at Keys, I tell you right fucking now, I was finishing that thing. Hell yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. Like they're, 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 that that thing was already done. I was gonna suffer. I, I was like, hey, you know, I call it hospital time. There's nothing that's going to stop me from finishing that race. I didn't have that for Pine Creek. I didn't. That's right, on me. Nobody else but this guy. But Keys and Tunnel Hill, because Tunnel Hill was my first one. Keys was so personal because people told me I couldn't do it. And I heard everything about it. It's too hot and you're exposed for so long. I mean, there was that, there was that kind of someone just kind of pushing you in the shoulder saying, you can't do this. At Pine Creek, there wasn't that. There, there, there wasn't that element of, you know what, you can't. Cause I, and, and that, and that's something I'm going to be working on, you know, as I lead up into Daytona, et cetera, and long haul, of course, you know, but it, it, it just, it's one of those things where, you know, for this guy, like, I just, I've got to be invested in it. And I wasn't, 
And I hear you, you know, and, and that's, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young guy to the sport. And every time I go out, I'm learning. So, and that's beautiful. So. Yeah, and that's like the thing. Like, I feel like people are just so scared or like embarrassed by the DNF. But really, that's just part of it. Like we all, we all eventually experience that kind of problem or end up just having the DNF in a race. And it's like it's not really that embarrassing. It's not really, it's not really that bad. It's a DNF. You have your ups, your downs. You have your finishes, your great finishes, and whoops, there's a DNF. My bad. And then, of course, Andy, finally you make it back to that darling eight station at like 99 and a half. Yes. <laughs> man, it's, yeah. it's 102 miles. How yes. did that final stretch go? Oh, man, I didn't I didn't even stop, and Amy didn't even expect me to stop. I think I, I, um, I, I had some, you know, like bottles and trash that I kind of handed it to her as she was walking next to me, and I... And I told her I, um was a mile and a half, 1.7 miles, something like that. And I, and I, like, I, I may not run a step. I said it might take me 30 minutes. And it took me 20 is all. Um, and uh, it was, it, it, you know, it was just kind of a celebration. It was a nice, like that uh, final lap around the track. It was just a 1.7 mile lap. Um, but it, uh, it really felt good because uh, I was not in any pain. I, you know, I was run. I largely ran it. I did do some walking just because I wanted to. <laughs> I didn't have to. I wanted to, um, and it, it, you know, uh, I knew that uh, I was going to finish and get that monkey off my back from those three DNFs in a row, and uh, you know, those three DNFs didn't affect me uh as negatively as they they might have because you know like i said keys i should have never even started uh as sick as i had been uh to not i mean i've lived a lot of years and i've never ever spent two weeks in bed before and that was just uh it was not fun and obviously you're going to lose some fitness there and then um uh with Lake to Ocean, well, we talked about that, all the water on the course and all that, and still uh, less than a, still only, you know, maybe three weeks removed from being sick there. Um, so, you know, it was really just one, those other two DNFs were easy to predict. So I didn't, that, that really wasn't as driving a force as just wanting to finish, just wanting to, you know, going all the way up there. And uh, spending the money to, uh, you know, get that belt buckle. To get that belt buckle. That's right. That's so funny, though. Amy took a video of me finishing, and I felt like I was on my toes flying. I'm like, man, I'm flying into this finish. And I and I see the video, and I just look like a 61 year old man just kind of waddling back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have worn that belt buckle already. Good. Yes. Good oh, you're you. showing off to all the kids? They don't know. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I, since this is a new school for me, not a single person there knows a thing about me. They have no idea, and I'm not telling them. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I told them that uh, when my students saw that I was going to be 
absent for a couple of days. I told him we were going up for a pumpkin festival. <laughs> I said, my wife likes pumpkin beer. So we're going up for to get some pumpkin beer. And we did have a pumpkin beer. We, we had one each. But uh, that's that's what I told them. I'm not. Uh, they don't need that. They already I wear Buccaneer Hawaiian shirts to to work every day. So they already think I'm weird. <laughs> so they don't need to know the extent of my weirdness. Of course, that's just old hat for you guys because you're weird too. This is just according to the rest of the world. I don't, you know, to me, you're aces. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess kind of kind of rounding it out to we got a belt buckle. We ended the streak. Yes. We got a DNF. We learned a lot about what goes on in these races. Man, what are kind of those final thoughts, those final opinions for the race this year? I'm really new to this sport. I spend a lot of time listening to people like Andy. I mean, I, I, I'm fortunate. I live down here in South Florida. We got some some real badass just down here. Yeah, I mean, you do. You know, Louis Coco, Lucian Boulay. Yeah. I mean, Michael uh, Ryan. I, I've never yeah. met uh, Karen Lebetsky. I mean, there, there's, but I, I just I, I hear about these people and they're and they're and they're almost you know legendary, you know. And I, I know Lewis pretty well. We've gotten to know each other and David Castro. There's so many people who've done so many like awe inspiring things, and you know it can be intimidating for someone. But you know, I, I think I was just saying, you know, one, you know, you just you sign up for one of these races, you know, just be mentally prepared to take what what, what comes with it. You know, it, it's. You know, just make sure you're, you know, you're invested in it. Uh, make sure you're ready to go from that standpoint. But uh, what I was saying, I think when I got disconnected was, is, you know, if you're thinking about doing a 50K, 50 mile, 100K, 100 mile, whatever the heck it is, just do the damn race, man. Just, just do something. the damn race. You know, get up, get up on there and, and do it. Because if we didn't learn anything from 2020, you know, life, life here is pretty short. And, um, you know, these things are special. And there's a reason why grown men and grown women get so emotional at finish lines because they're so hard and they take so much out of you. And, um, it's super special. And, and I encourage anybody to get out there part of the ultra community, man, because it's filled with just a lot of great people. So, um, yeah, it's a newbies, ex uh, experience so far. Well, you're coming a long way. You're doing great. It's good to get that first DNF out of your way. Now, you know, that taste that you don't want to have that taste in your mouth again, right? I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's a whole different thing if you're injured or, you know, something happens in the middle of it. But, um, you know, I've uh, finished 40-something hundreds, but I've probably dropped eight or nine times. And some of those were just like what you did. It's just like, I I'm not, I'm over it. I'm over it. I, I really rather do something else. But uh when you uh, when you approach that, it's got to be. This is what I'm doing this weekend. Anything I can else I fit in is secondary. This is what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah, and um, you can't be thinking about you know well, what's so and so going to think if I take so long and all. That. Can't you know? I mean, to be successful in it, you just got to go. All right, you know this is what this is what I signed up for. I might as well finish it. All right, my final thoughts are: I'm not starting unless. I really know that I can finish, all right? I'm not going to start unless I know that I can finish and that it's important to me to finish. Like, I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm conflicted about Ancient Oaks this year. I love the race, but uh, there's a Buccaneer game the next day at home on Sunday, and 
you know, I'm not a 24-hour Ancient Oaks runner anymore. You know, I used to run that sucker in 22 hours and always finish in the top five. Well, that's not me anymore. And so, you know, do I want to go there? I, I don't know. So I'm not going to, I have to make that decision beforehand because if I'm going to commit to it, then that means, you know, giving up my Buccaneer ticket and just saying, all right, I'm going to run this doggone race. And uh, I may do that. I may not. Um, so that's my thing is it's got to be, I got to have a commitment. And if I start the race, <clears throat> I'm going to do everything I can to everything reasonable to finish. Uh, within the rule so that that means that i have to run a stupid pointless out and back then that's what i have to do <laughs> so yes i'm finally deciding to, to follow the rules mikey brown will be so proud of me <laughs> so that's my thought that's my final thought is i'm on a i, I this isn't a one a, a one finish this is start to another streak Last time I had a, um, a DNF streak, I finished, I, I had it, I followed it with like finishing five 100s in a row. And I don't know if I have more than five more in me total, but um, I know this is the start of a, um, of a streak uh, of positive result. That's what hey, I believe. Hey. Yeah. You know what? Hard things are valuable, so do it. Do something hard. Follow it. <laughs> Just like that angry kitty in the background. Yes. <laughs> That's Tigger. Hey, Tigger. Yeah, be- hey, I appreciate it. This was awesome. Yes, sir. All right. Guys, I got to run. I got to go. Yes, sir. Really appreciate it. Two good dudes. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Andy, thank you for everything, man. Oh, man. your wisdom, brother. My pleasure. My pleasure. We'll, get, we'll wrap again soon, man. We'll wrap again soon. You got it, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. Yeah. And there we have it, episode 58 with Andy Crew Matthews and Ty Aronson. I always love hearing stories from Floridians racing out of state. And with that, we've also got stories from Run Rabbit Run, the Pikes Peak Ascent, and the Barkley Fall Classic coming in the pipeline. So hey, yeah, until next time, happy trails. Happy trails.